Welcome back to the first annual X-Lax Shit Your Pants Bowl. Fittingly from Galveston, Texas, and the nearby dirty, disgusting, poop-brown waters, also known as the Gulf of Mexico. We go back to the action on the field where the weather has been hot and moist all day with numerous players cramping up. Oh, and I almost forgot to introduce myself. I'm Mike Hunt. Star quarterback Sal Baps is running the two-minute offense to try to lead his team to victory. I know I'm still drunker than your QAnon aunt who sells real estate in Iowa, but I got this shit. You sure, man? Fuck you, fat ass. Of course I do. And if you're blocking you didn't have more holes than fucking Joe Biden's inflation plan, I wouldn't be scrambling so much. <laughs> now we got blue 42, zebra cheetahs, jet sweep, butt crack, on two. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sal Baps is a solid 28 for 38 today. Good for 310 yards passing and 69 yards rushing. Speaking of 69, word on the street is Sal Baps was out late last night chasing whores. I talked to Coach Phillips in the pregame, and he said, well, at least the thing had tits. That's better than most of these fags nowadays. Hot, 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 dink! Amber Heard is a dink! Your mother's a whore. Hi! Salbaps with the drop back. Giant black defenders coming at him who can shockingly run as quick as they do robbing your local 7-Eleven or on his tail. Oh! There's one man open. Oh, never mind. It's the 5'9 white guy slot receiver whose dad donated half the athletic budget. What's that? He's now tearing off his uniform? He's now, well... I believe he just put on a Steve Sperger 1997 old ball coach visor and is now a coach himself. What's that? He's now replacing one of the black coaches on the sideline. And now the black coach has come back with Ilhan Omar and the university's HR and diversity task force. The 5'9 white guy has now unveiled a giant piece of paper. He's writing something on it in a big black Sharpie. Zoom in, Jimmy. Okay, zoomed in now. We can see the paper. The 5'9 white guy's written, what's that say? White privilege? Yes, he's written white privilege on the piece of paper and is now handing it to Ilhan Omar and doing the DX suck it to his crotch. A shocking turn of events. Oh! Salbap's dropping back harder than my ball sack as I age, getting chased around and looking like a diabetic hybrid somewhere between Randall Cunningham and Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, Oh my god, Sal Baps has just puked all over the defenders. Bah, he had medium well cheeseburgers mayo last night. Fucking white people. Sal Baps scrambling for his life. <laughs> Making his way to the end zone. Sal Baps is tackled from the rear. Speaking of being tackled from the rear, today's Shit Yourself Bowl is also being sponsored by the Gay and Angry Lesbian Center of West Hollywood, reminding you, we shut down your churches, but we can't shut down our orgies. Make sure to get your monkeypox shot today. Side effects may include rashes, fever, and spontaneously bursting out into song and dance for Broadway show tunes. Back to the action. Sal Baps is about two Brazzers male porn star penises away from the end zone, so a solid 10 feet from scoring. He's still being dragged by the defender from behind who's 6'5", 320 pounds, but shockingly runs a 4-2 and only plays in the SEC. Oh, that does not sound good. 
I can't believe it. Sal Baps has just shit his pants. That may have been the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. The aerodynamic holes on the back end of the uniform pants. I believe Adidas is calling it the EcoFlow Dry Right Anus 5000. Literally, Sal Baps shit just poured out the back holes like something you would see on the tour at Hershey Park. Like cheese getting grated. Like water through a siffer. Like Lisa Ann taking a 10-man gangbang boo cocky. You're shitting me, man. What the fuck? Uh, I guess I'm just gonna score now. Sal Baps now leaps into the end zone. He scores! Game over! Now down to the sideline with our female reporter, Michelle Anderson, who corporate hired because they wanted to be woke, but feminists secretly hate her because she has tits the size of Greece's national debt. Michelle, take it away. Sal Baps, explain to me the courage it took today to come out and shit yourself as you willed your team to victory. Well, I was railing some Hooters girl last night here in Galveston, and I understand Ron Paul used to represent this district, so I wanted to show my libertarian spirit by lighting off illegal fireworks in the Atlantic Ocean while getting blown by a bunch of hookers in orange spandex who probably have syphilis while I read my pocket constitution. Wow. Do you think that was what enabled you to play so well today? No, that was the fucking cocaine, baby. Which explains probably why I shit my pants. Instead of the X-Lex shit yourself bowl, they should have just called it the cocaine shit yourself bowl. Sage words from our MVP Sal Baps. You know, back in my day when I lived in Hollywood, the strawberry cocaine flowed from lavish living rooms like the yeast infections do now for my wife. Anyway, back to the field where the gay and angry lesbian center of West Hollywood is speaking. Hi. My pronouns are he, him, and if I start talking in Klingon, don't worry. It's just my alter ego, Zeramanian. Anywho, uh, we're here today to honor our game MVP, Salbaps. Uh, since Salbaps claims to be a cis male heterosexual, boring, we have arranged a date for him with anyone from the WNBA. Nah, I'm good on that, but I hear that you gays always have coke on you, and I want some of that shit. You got it. Anything else you have to say, Sal Baps? Make that bread and butter them whole. Oh, yeah. I am the chick chick mongoose, but you can just call me goose. My wallet isn't so big until I slap my dick across it. And much like House of Dragon, we are breathing pure fire and we're coming to rape and pillage whatever village in the woke sports media gets in our way. Dracaris, motherfuckers. Dracaris. To my right, the Soldan of Swat and Jersey Shore Twat. He plowed half of East Stroudsburg and I'm not talking about snow. Everybody's favorite degenerate gambler, Sal Baps. What's up, Goose? Yo, yo, what's going on, my man? Nothing, man. About to uh, give people a good show today. You know, let's just recap on last week's opening episode. People surprised that we actually made a professional-sounding podcast. Stunned. Reactions were stunning. People, I, I think they thought we were complete retards. Which we, we kind of are, because we tried to buy the Joe Rogan mics at freaking Guitar Center for like $1,000. We got hustled by a crazy 1990s rock grudge band Hall of Famer. Yeah, we, we did not buy those those mics, the Rogan mics, obviously. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, dude, we, we fucking know what we're doing. We are coming for blood in the woke sports media. We are a one-stop shop when it comes to college football podcasts. I mean, if you're a hardcore gambler... By all means, we should not be the only podcast you listen to. But if you are a casual fan, if you're just here for fucking shits and giggles, we are your one-stop shop. Tell all your people 
Guys, we appreciate the five-star reviews, but you dumbasses, you got to write a fucking sentence. You can't just click the five-star review. The algorithms and Apple and Google and all that bullshit, they, the way it's set up, you, you, you need the five-star review with like some kind of actual sentence. So it could literally be, hey, hey, smoke weed on the bay. It could be, Salbaps makes my pussy wet. It could be Goose Sucks Giant Donkey Dick. Just leave the fucking five-star review. It can literally be a picture of a dick. Literally. Like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't just, matter. Just leave a comment. Just some kind of comment. Leave the five-star review with some kind of actual written review, and that's how you can help help us. They're going to fill our whole thing up with penises now. I, I hope they do. Giant, giant dicks. That's what, that's what we want. And also make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Butter and Hose. Twitter, Butter and Hose. Uh, if we get our followers up, we're going to be going live in the upcoming weeks on the Saturday mornings with any last-minute bets and injury updates uh, on Saturday mornings. And as we grow this thing, Twitter was, will be where we're actually giving out prizes like uh, DraftKings gift cards and, and stuff of that nature. Now, Sabaps, before we get into the episode here, I do have one more thing i got to touch on. Literally about two hours ago, I went to a casino. I had about $45 in, in my wallet and I was going to do a stupid ass parlay I went to the roulette table do you know what I did at the roulette table I do know because you, un, you or you're very like me and you slaughter roulette like it's a joke to us it is it is a pure probability game now there was about eight numbers in a row that were black so I of course hit red and then after that there was like one even number in the past 12 so of course I hit even before I knew it, I had like $150, and for shits and giggles, before I left the table, because I, I literally did not lose one single hand, I put $15, and I split the zeros. Would you fucking believe I, I hit it? That. I had, and I was playing $5 chips, I had literally a mountain full of fucking chips on my table, and I was so stunned, like, w what is going on right now? I never moved the $15 that I split the zeros with on the table, and the dealer ran the ball. And it hit again, didn't it? Fucking twice in a row, I split the zeros. I turned $45 into 640 so after I tipped out the dealer. So people listen to this because now they should tail you in your parlays. They should. Proving that you have luck on your side. All I got to say is, let's fucking go Utah. Now, let's get into the world of college football, what me and Sal Babs are buzzed about. I know one thing though, you know, pot is not like alcohol. Alcohol changes your mood sometimes. Like, go to a bar at happy hour and see some just happy motherfuckers there. <laughs> see those guys going, hey, fuck you, my man. Hey, hey, listen to me. Listen to me, you piece of shit. Listen, you do not know shit about fuck, my man. You want a piece of yourself? Hmm? <laughs> Step outside, I'll kick my ass. Come on. And Sal Baps, uh, after the success, just the smashing, startling, stupendous success of our initial episode, would you believe we, we actually got a big-time sponsor for this episode? Here? No, I would not believe that. Yeah. Buzzed is not brought to you by Yukon Pegging. Are you tired of watching our ugly lesbians dominate in basketball? Yeah. Are you a man who eats fake meat because you think it will help fight climate change while it secretly kills you with saturated omega-6s? Do you secretly hate your dick? Then don't fret. 
Get Yukon Pegging. Yukon Pegging is a broad-based 24-7 service that supplies Yukon women's basketball players with giant strap-on dildos to fuck you in the ass while you watch reality TV about girl bosses with your girlfriend you met on Bumble because you said you hated Trump. Pegging is the latest trend in metrosexual progressive cities where men are doing cartwheels on their OnlyFans only to get fucked up their ass by women. Here at Yukon Pegging, we take that to a whole new level with lesbians on demand, ready to peg you and the patriarchy. They fucked up their brains, now they're coming to fuck your ass. Yukon Pegging! Not available in the base states of Texas, Tennessee, and Ron DeSantis will personally kick your ass in Florida. A crying Jim Calhoun with Rip Hamilton playing the violin sold separately. Alright, Sal Bap, so uh, lots going on here in training camp with College Football World and all kinds of shenanigans. Give me the latest on injury, bugs, drugs, detentions, and suspensions. Tennessee gets back running back Jalen Wright. Mm. I mean, that's kind of, we, we know about that. Marshall running back Rasheem Ali. That's a big one. Is away from the team. This motherfucker just went home. He's done. Dude, that, said, that, I don't want to play football. That guy had like 15 touchdowns last year, and that's like the Marshall and offense. He just left the school. <laughs> <laughs> Virginia running back Ahmad Foster is out for the year. Colorado wide receiver RJ Sneed returned to practice this week. Illinois gets back tight end Luke Ford. Mm, that's we big. know we not, we know Illinois is going to do it for us though, man. Yeah. Getting guys back. You'll see where we're going with that. LSU running back John Emery suspended for two games. Brian Kelly does not give a fuck about your life. Show up, do your shit, or you will get benched. <laughs> Five-star recruit. Jack Miller misses two games for Florida. By the way, if this happens and he cannot play, we go nuclear on Utah. I'm talking the Hiroshima bomb bet here. I, is- listen, I was already literally, I just took that $600 and put it on Utah. But listen, Jack Miller is the backup quarterback for Florida. If Richardson, the starting QB for Florida, gets hurt, Florida, like, I, I think literally it's like John Kitna's, like, two-star recruit kid is, like, the third string there. You fucking, you bet your, the mortgage, literally, you bet your fucking soul on Utah Moneyline if Richardson, I mean, you should already be doing it, but if Richardson gets hurt, they're fucked. Beat up your neighbor, steal their money or credit card, and bet Utah <laughs> if you see this fucking quarterback not playing in this game. Because Richardson is a running quarterback. If he gets popped, it's a running offense. Then what happens now? Like nothing. Listen, you bet you steal money if you have to, and you run the casino. You bet Utah. You open your account. Phil Steele has Florida ranks as number one rushing offense uh, in the country this year. And if Richardson gets hurt, I mean they're they're not going to be able to move the ball against Utah. Literally. Also, I do want to mention Sal Babs. I don't know if you have on your list there, but Evan Pryor, the backup stud running back for Ohio State, um, he is out for the year. Now, that sounds like horrible news for Buckeye fans, but as they know, they have three fucking stud running backs. Three of them. Like, it actually probably helps them now because they literally didn't know how they were going to get the ball to all of them. So they got uh, Travion Henderson, which is a first-team AP prediction there, All-American, and then they also have a stud running back uh, freshman there. So Ohio State's going to be fucking fine. That offense is fire. For Texas, Isaiah Nair is out for Ooh. the season. This was a big transfer for Wyoming. Yep. How does this affect their season? I Listen, uh, I think Texas, obviously, you still have uh, Xavier Worthy there on the outside who's a fucking stud. But, like, when you play Bama, you need more than one stud wide receiver. They're fucked against Bama. UConn Ooh. has now lost a wide receiver in Cam Ross. So, like... Do they have even no. 85 scholarships in that team? 85... <laughs> <laughs> No, they might have eight. 
Uh, Salbap's moving on here. Thanks for all the injury bugs, drugs, attentions, and suspensions. I know you're going to keep us uh, abreast of that situation all season long. I want to just comment quickly on uh, kind of my monologue last uh, week on the Woke Pac-12. UCLA now, Gavin Newsom, little uh, lesson here for California politics. UCLA is part of the University of California school system. They are heavily subsidized uh, by the actual state and taxpayer base. Uh, UCLA is now the number one public university in the country. They just passed Berkeley, actually, UC Berkeley. Uh, and it's only about $12,000 to go to UCLA in state because there's so much taxpayer money. But fucking Gavin Newsom, the authoritarian dickhead that he is, is literally trying to prevent UCLA from going to the Big Ten. USC, they have nothing to worry about. They are a private school, so you can count on USC. I just learned that today, by the way. So Oregon is my prediction that if UCLA can't go, I think Oregon goes regardless. Phil they got to go. Phil Knight's going to make that happen no matter They'll what. They'll be the first one to go. But Oregon is probably going to replace UCLA if that deal uh, does not happen because of Gavin Newsom. Now, speaking of craziness, craziness Sal Baps, I got to comment on this Cal Gundy, Oklahoma situation a little bit. You know, it's, it kind of reminds me of the uh, old saying, rules for thee, but not for me. Now, whether it be a blue state senators uh, leaving for Florida during the heart of the pandemic after they shut down their own states, Ted Cruz fleeing from Mexico after Texas became one giant icicle and urging Texans to stay and help their neighbor, or Black Lives Matter founders buying $10 million mansions in the Hollywood Hills after moaning about white privilege and the horrors of capitalism. The world seems to be as full of hypocrisy as it ever has been, which is fucking saying something. And our latest example is Cal Gundy, former wide receivers coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, being fired after coaching at the university since 1999. Now, according to statements issued by Gundy and new Sooners head coach Brent Venables, Gundy uttered an inappropriate word universally recognized as a racial slur. And, Sabaps, I think we can just assume the racial slur was probably the end bomb, right? It better be for what the hell happened over this. Now, Gundy described the incident as having read the word aloud from a tablet being used by one of his players during a position group team meeting. Gundy was upset this particular player wasn't taking notes and in a classic boomer dad trick, took the tablet from the player and read out loud exactly what the player was typing in a literal Ron Burgundy moment. From the entire Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Ah! Gundy stupidly read the player's messages without thinking what words he was actually saying. After saying the racial words several times, he stopped himself. Now, what the media subsequently reported was that the Oklahoma team staged a mutiny and won wanted Gundy's head. In reality, most of the Oklahoma wide receivers in the room forgot about the incident and let it be. Rumors coming from the program are that the player who reported to the higher-ups of the university was in fact in Gundy's doghouse and didn't sit on the best of terms with the coach. Nevertheless, the university forced Gundy's hand into resignation. Now, never mind the fact that Gundy played quarterback at Oklahoma or had an outstanding reputation with most everyone on campus. Never mind that in recent years as a coach at Oklahoma, three, three separate head coaches, Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley, Brent Venables all decided to keep him on staff. I mean, that's fucking unheard of in college football. It's really, it really is. They all kept him on staff. And to appease the woke mob, this man had his entire career destroyed in one fleeting moment. 
Now, what makes the situation even more bizarre is the history at Oklahoma. For example, former Sooners All-Big 12 running back Joe Mixon. Video evidence showed Mixon punched a female student in a coffee shop with a right hook and a closed fist. The female student suffered multiple broken bones in the face, and subsequently she uh, sued Mixon. Despite all this, Mixon was allowed to return to the school and team after serving a year-long suspension. Now, Mixon went on to break records for the Sooners and was a second-round draft choice of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, even Mixon released a statement here defending Gundy, saying, quote, I know racists, and Coach Gundy is not, and I repeat, is not a racist in any way, nor has a racist bone in his body. So, Salvaps, I think what we're really saying here is that punching a woman and breaking bones in her face is a worse offense than stupidly reading aloud a word in a position group team meeting that had no more than 10 people in it. And playing devil's advocate, let's say it is a more egregious offense. When the hell did we become so fucking dumb as Americans that we've lost complete grasp of the ability to judge a person's intent? Listen to me here. I mean, Gundy read aloud the player's own words, and while he shouldn't have been so retarded to even mutter it, he had the wherewithal to stop himself, illustrating he clearly had no intent to offend or do something malicious to even a player who he didn't get along with. Now, this is the kind of crap fucking that Americans are getting fed up with. It's often said that America is this giant racist country with this horrible past. We have it out for black people, which must be why we elected Barack Obama. Twice. Twice. I would argue that while racism is alive and well in America, go anywhere else in the fucking world and see what happens. Chinese people openly mock and, and skip white people in lines at their supermarkets. They outright also kill Muslims or put them into slave labor. France was once illegally given a World Cup title by a corrupt FIFA to help squash rising racial tensions. And do I really need to go into details for things that Jews and Palestinians have been doing each other for the past, oh, I don't know, fucking 5,000 years? The truth is most Americans aren't racist, but they are sick of double standards and all this virtue signaling. And ironically enough, they're actually creating more racists out of people who genuinely weren't before. Take, for example, Morgan Wallen. Wallen uttered the N-bomb on a drunken tirade caught on camera. The incident led to his record label, Big Loud Records, suspending his contract. iHeartRadio pulled his songs from its major radio networks, and the American Music Awards and Country Music Awards banned him from their respective ceremonies. Now, immediately following the incident, Wallen's album enjoyed a massive 1,220% increase in digital album sales and a 327% increase in song sales. Now, he even eventually had the biggest selling album of 2021, trampling the musical efforts of pop music icons such as Olivia Rodrigo, Drake, and Adele. Was it that people were racist and proud to support him saying what he did? Or were people fucking sick and tired of cancel culture and wanted to show support for one of their favorite artists that everyone in the media suddenly was trying to blacklist? Now, controversy is no stranger to the Gundy family. If you remember in 2020, Kale's brother, Oklahoma State University head coach Mike Gundy, well, he caused a shitstorm over a photo of him wearing a One America News t-shirt. Gundy later had to apologize to his players after learning about some of OAN's views on the Black Lives Matter movement. And if I can just comment on this, Sal I remember living in Hollywood when BLM took, took off. Uh, I didn't post a black square on social media because I actually did the research and didn't listen to my overlords on cable news. It really wasn't that fucking hard. I mean, I remember chuckling to myself when one of the local churches in Hollywood, trying to placate to its progressive members, took a major initiative to donate and give financially to BLM. Now, 
It just went in that one chick's pocket. Wasn't it like some some chick just like getting kicked up cash? Well, listen, it's uh, like a Machiavellian mob system. That also happened, yes. But to this church's horror in Hollywood, they saw that on BLM's front page for their home website, they openly talked about destroying the nuclear family. Didn't go so well then. Now, the double standards and political correctness have destroyed comedy in Hollywood. I mean, just fucking the other day, Rob Schneider said uh, on Bill Maher's Club Random podcast how he can't do any of his Asian-style humor anymore, this despite the fact that his mother is actually Asian. Jamie Foxx's directorial debut, All-Star Weekend, has been permanently shelved because of its raunchy comedy, and Robert Downey Jr. plays a Mexican. <gasps> Now, what about the days of Don Rickle? I kicked a black man, and you know that, baby. And you were beautiful to Telly. Telly is a great Greek, and you're a great black man, and I'm a Jew. And I say this from my heart. On behalf of the Greeks and the Jewish people, don't move into the neighborhood. <laughs> what about the days of Richard Pryor? Jungle Bunny. Peck of wood. <laughs> Burhead. Cracker. What about the days of Robin Williams? Do you think it's funny to make fun of, like, you know, minority characters. And... No, I don't, especially if they're in the audience. I... <laughs> no, last time you were on, you made fun of Russians. I did, but they live so far away, it doesn't matter. <laughs> let's play, let's make a detente now. You take what's behind the Iron Curtain, our house in Malibu, it's up to you. Even Dave Chappelle gets protested by Netflix every other week. Comedy used to be about being more offensive to more people. Now it's about being the least offensive and least funny to more people. And if we're calling out double standards, we have to look at the N-word itself. I mean, if this word is so horrible, so malicious, so hurtful, why is it uttered in every fourth word in a rap song and so rampant in everything in black culture? Either the word is so evil that no one, nowhere, ever mutters it, which is some 1984 shit I personally don't want. Or people get a free pass every now and then, especially when it comes with no ill intent. Now, if we don't stop this shit now, we will head for another civil war. Separate black national anthems are being played before NFL football games. A court case is decided before it even fucking starts based on that person's political affiliation and the state it's being tried in. And just days ago, two-thirds of college Democrats say they feel uncomfortable in the same dorm room as conservatives. Now, while we admonish the deplorable human rights records of the royals in the Middle East, but still buy oil from them, may I add, they publicly bash us and make fun of America on Twitter, pro proclaiming how the West is falling and multicultural melting pots like the United States can't sustain themselves. And because of double standards and rules for thee, but not for me, we're sadly proving them right. All right, Sabaps. We have one. We have a couple days here before the season starts, so we still have a couple future bets. We're going to play future bets in the near future. Future bets. It's the year 2032. The LGBTQRXYZUSA, ran by Emperor Queen AOC, has just taken over the campus of Alabama. They've planted their gay flag on the campus. The South has officially fallen. All we have is now Pac-12 football and male cheerleaders. Future pets. My family is now dead. My sex robot girlfriend talks shit on how weak my dick game is. And my crypto never went up. Future pets. 
So we're going right back to our state that we just were talking about, Oklahoma. We're going to Oklahoma State, Gundy's brother, mm. the actual head coach. Under eight and a half wins. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. This team is not good. They're over. They're the highest, most overranked team I've seen on this entire poll, coaches poll and AP poll. They're not good. They're in a league that puts up a lot of points. They're offensively getting worse. And I see a lot of people taking this over because they're like, oh, well, Derek Mason's the defensive coordinator now. Like, dude, Derek Mason's a loser. Trash. This team is bad. Eight and a half, I feel, is like you could – I'm betting three units on this. This is the, They're not going to win nine games. I, it's I, just not going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Um, listen, I'm, if you're looking for a value – I'll go live nude if they do. I that kind of scares us and potentially our audience, but let's fucking roll with it. Sure. Uh, moving on here. If you're looking for value in the conferences, listen, if you're looking for a crazy team to win a conference, it's probably going to be in the group of five. But one play I am putting a little bit of money on. I like Texas Tech across a bunch of different books. Now you can get them around plus five thousand plus forty five hundred. Listen, Joey McGuire, he's a legend on the Texas high school football scene. He's fucking killing it on the recruiting trail. Can you believe Texas Tech currently has a top five class right now. It's fucking unreal. I can, actually. I can. I do. I, I can see this coming. Listen, Texas football is a cult, and Joey McGuire, he's pretty much at the head of it with his background there in high school. Now, South Apps, have you ever been to Lubbock, Texas? I have seen a lot of pictures. It's a strange place. Uh, how would I describe it, it to It looks strange in pictures, too. It's kind of like the Hills Have Eyes meets Friday Night Lights. But they fucking love their football out there in West Texas, okay? Listen, they brought in Zach Kately from Western Kentucky. He put up monster numbers there last year, you may remember. They have the number two ranked scoring offense in the nation behind Ohio State of 44.2 points per game. And before then, he also killed it uh, in the FCS at Houston Baptist. His dad also is a legendary head coach for their track and field program there at Texas Tech. So... Just saying, this may be a future head coach and waiting there if McGuire does move on. Now, Bailey Zappi, his quarterback last year at Western Kentucky, he was just drafted by the Patriots in the fourth round. He led the nation in passing nearly six fucking thousand. And dude, Tech last year, they weren't even that bad. They went seven and six. I mean, fucking Matt Wells got fired when he was like four and three. And if you remember in that bowl game, they fucked us. They rolled Mississippi State. Yeah, that was that was stupid. They absolutely rolled them. I'm on Fresno State to go to the college football playoffs, Goose, plus 10000 You do not have to put a lot on this. I have $10, literally, but just try it. This is the one team that if you're going to take a shot on a non-Power 5 team to get in, it's got to be this team. Now, they do have to go undefeated, and they probably won't. But for these odds, for a team that has an over of nine wins, I feel like it's worth it, Goose. What do you think? Uh, I'm with you. You were, I believe you were on what Bet River Sugar House to get that. Yes. Uh, listen, ugh, fucking across the board, basically, they got Fresno State at a solid nine. At the very least, I think you're going to push on this. Listen, Fresno State returned seven out of eight pass catchers. Jake Hayner, if you remember last year, he beat, he beat a solid UCLA squad they in the Rose Bowl. In the Rose Bowl. On one leg, this kid had in that game, he got hurt. Jalen Cropper, this dude's a fucking stud at wide receiver. He was first team Mountain West last year. He should only be better. Now, they do uh, lose their coaching staff that went to Washington. But listen, Jeff Tedford comes back and steps into the saddle. This dude's had huge success there in the past. Listen, he's been a coordinator in the NFL for a reason. His kryptonite has been health issues. But you got to think if he's coming back, at least for the next year or two, 
Fresno State, I'm saying it right now, as you as you just kind of alluded to, they could be this year's Cincinnati. They are this year's Cincinnati. Cincinnati, if, if they can make the playoffs in that league, why can't this happen? And listen, if they beat USC and they all— have, They have to go undefeated. They have to go undefeated, but if they beat USC and, and USC is who they, we think they are, then— They're in. They're in. <laughs> they're in. All right, South Babs, let's uh, move along here. A couple— Playoff predictions. Let me hear who your top four are for the playoffs this year. My four finalists for the college football playoffs is number four, Utah, number three, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number one, the Ohio State University. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm also on Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, I'm going here. uh, Number three is going to be Georgia. Listen, their most difficult road game is at Mississippi State, who I do expect to be very good this year. They also do get Oregon in the opener against their former defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning. I think they still fucking roll Oregon, to be honest with you. And then I'm going with Utah at number four. I mean, I talked a lot of shit in the Pac-12, but this is the most base team in the Pac-12. I feel really bad for Utah that they're in this, you know, conference realignment confusion i think the big 10 honestly should scoop them they up. should be a big 10 team they, they should uh so that i'm going alabama ohio state georgia and utah now south Babs, uh moving along here we're kind of borrowing a skit here from our friend josh paid a late kick who also borrowed it from tom forinelli and we're calling this five chaos teams the tennessee volunteers okay it's time every year I see Clay Travis and all the Tennesseans on Twitter telling me, Tennessee, it's their time, it's yeah. their time, as we watch them lose historic losses. Right. Nashville, bowl game, you name it, not this year. I like this team as a chaos team. They will upset people. They should be better than they have been in the past 10 years. They've been up and down, but this is the year. I'm telling you, I'm on Tennessee big. I like this team this year. They're, do not blindly fade this team. If you do, then you're playing with fire. They got a lot of dudes. They're loaded, and that fan base and that stadium can seat at least 120,000 people. A uh, hundred? No, 120,000. That that's not correct. Uh, the big house in Michigan holds 110,000. That's the biggest. But hey, listen, uh, math isn't our strong forte. But you know, good good try, good try. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Fuck Michigan. We're, we're talking about Tennessee <laughs> right All now. Right. All right, so I'm I'm with you on Tennessee. I'm with you on Tennessee, but. I'm saying a chaos team here is Minnesota. Listen, you got Kirk Soraka back at offensive coordinator after being ousted at Penn State. He worked magic back in 2019 with Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, who comes back for his sixth year. This dude's fucking trying to pull a fucking Kenny Pickett, I believe. Now, P.J. Fleck, he always has stud wide receivers, and they return Chris Altman-Bell. Uh, they've built a pipeline of those offensive linemen out of those giant Scandinavian white dudes that seem to be fucking everywhere across the upper Midwest. So I'm not worried about their offensive line. Muhammad Ibrahim, he was a 20, 2020 Big Ten running back of the year. He's coming back from an Achilles injury, which I would argue is the worst injury in sports now. But listen, their top two running backs from last He's year. unbelievable. Their top two running backs from last year both transferred out, which tells me that they weren't going to fucking start. So I I think the guy's probably going to come back to form. Now, what people don't understand about Minnesota, last year they had a top 10 defense. Can you fucking believe that? Well, it's true. Notre Dame tried to actually poach away their defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi, but he opted to stay. I think when you have fucking uh, a top 10, uh, 20 or top 20 uh, defensive coordinator, you have Kirk Soraka, who's a a top-notch offensive coordinator. Listen, Minnesota, row the fucking boat.
I'm going with Boston College, okay. Golden Eagles. I've always talked about this team on this show. Yes. This team is in a league that I do not respect. I do not respect anything about this league other than Clemson. I don't even think Pitt's good. I don't. Even, I hate the league. I just feel like Boston College is a team that is going to wreak havoc in that division, in that conference, and possibly in a major bowl game on New Year's Day. I believe that. I really believe that about this team. I believe that Phil Jerkovich is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the United States, and I believe that this team is due for something like this. Like, th- like this is a school where if you win, people come. They come out. Like, when they're good, they're, it's like, impossible yeah. to win yeah. there. Ch- Ch- Chestnut Hill is a fucking... It, it, when they're go good, it is a place that teams go to die. I'd love to see that again here. All right, listen, uh, I- I'm with you. I'm going, I'm going back down to Tejas here. TCU. Now, listen, Sonny Dykes, he knows that fucking state like the back of his hand. I mean, his dad, Spike Dykes, was a legend at Texas Tech. He's never had this caliber of athlete before. And listen, TCU, they returned 10 starters on offense. Now, they do lose Zach Evans to Ole Miss, but listen, he was hurt all the fucking time anyway. So it's not even that big of a deal. They do get Oklahoma and Oklahoma State at home. And Dykes lured away defensive coordinator Joe Gillespie from Tulsa. Yo, this dude was a fucking magician there at Tulsa in the American. I like the setup that uh, that, uh, Dykes is building there at TCU. What's with all these, like, cool Italian coordinators? Uh, Dude, let's go. Tell him, hey, let's fucking go. They're all defensive guys. (laughs) They are. They're just fucking smacking people around like it's the 1930s fucking... Joe Colombo shit. Our last one here in the five chaos teams. I think we both agree. We're going with the the Boilermakers. This is where teams really do go to die. You go here and you die here. This is like what the motherfucking dude in Gladiator sees when he's walking that field. That field. That's fucking Purdue Stadium. You go to die there. Listen, I mean, if you remember even a couple years ago, the fucking Urban Meyer Ohio State teams, they got destroyed by like 30. Like, I remember watching destroyed. the game. Like, what is, what is going on right now? Like, this isn't even like. They dude, it busted Sparty's playoff run last year. Yeah. Like, it just seems every year, Purdue, for whatever reason, they are the mad hatter of They are. They just football. clip teams. They, like, are, they just clip you out. They are. They will single-handedly destroy your parlay. That is like you're you're hitting five, six legs, and then you have Purdue, and they just fuck everything up. And you can never take them. When you take them, they'll lose. Yeah. But if you you're going against them, they will just they'll they'll win the game outright and embarrass you. Listen, Jeff Brom, uh, their defense isn't going to be as good this year. They do lose their D.C. to Wake Forest. But this offense, we learned last year in that bowl game against Tennessee, they can fuck up, put, up, put up big numbers no matter who's on that field for them. And their fan base now, like, knows they're that team. It makes you even more troll when you know you're a <laughs> troll. You know what I mean? Like, All right, Sal Baps, it's your favorite, favorite segment. It's a trap. It's a trap! San Diego State is laying five and a half at home against Arizona. What are we doing, Goose? We're taking Arizona. This is a trap. San Diego State, new stadium. People might come out for it. They do have an underrated base, but I don't believe they're good enough to lay this number in a week zero situation. Arizona is much improved. We're high on them this year. They possibly even have a better roster, actually, at the moment. Listen, Arizona actually... You can say they do. Arizona had the number 25 recruiting class last year in the entire nation. Yeah. They got a stud, a wide receiver. This fucking kid was number 51 overall recruit, like number five 
uh, wide receiver recruit, and he's turning heads right now in camp is a word. Also, a little uh, uh, factoid here. T.J. Sullivan, he was going to start a wide receiver for San Diego State. We actually forgot to mention him in the injury bugs. He's out for the year. Now, out for the year. San Diego State was minus 14 yards per game in conference <laughs> play versus opponents. They had five close net wins. I understand Brady Hoke. He plays fucking football from 1993. Yes, okay? he does. I understand that that's just his brand of ball winning close. But I'm telling you, I San Diego State, I don't feel so confident about them this year. Because it's a true. They are opening that stadium. Uh, a brand new stadium. Uh, I think it's fucking Snapdragon, Good, what, whatever, what, whatever the hell that is. But they're opening Snapdragon Stadium against Arizona. Honestly, I, I love Arizona. The points here. Who else you got, Sal Babs? Indiana is hosting the Fighting Illini. Ooh. Laying five and a half. It's a trap. Illinois is better than them. What do you think? And they're going into this game with a game under their belt already. Have you seen who's starting a quarterback for the fucking Indiana Hoosiers this year? It doesn't matter. It's, it's like Jack Tuttle. Like, if you remember, Michael Penix uh, transferred to Washington. He did. Jack Tuttle right now is probably going to... It doesn't... Like, I forget who the other guy is. Like, he's he's horrible, it too. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fucking... Dude, I'm actually buying Brett Bielema. I'm loving him. Year <laughs> two. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on like, Illinois style. Have you ever seen his wife, by the way? I have. Dude, she's a fucking smoke show. But he, he's the man. This, so this, like, this, of course, this, that's his chick. This dude looks like, he's like the amalgamation of he like, looks like the He looks like if there was a video game about beer league softball, he'd be like <laughs> the best player on like the hardest team to play in that game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Moving along here, we got the boss. Cock lock. Boss cock. She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Yes, we've taken, uh, 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 we've drank together. We've, uh, we, we've had cocaine together maybe a couple of times. Boss cock. This is my motherfucking favorite play <laughs> I've seen in in twenty years. Who you got? Utah State. First half, yes. minus 13 and a half, hosting UConn. I love it. I'm with you. We must do this. Like, UConn is incapable of doing anything in this game, and we know that if we have to lay a big number later, that's still risky, but we're getting... If you're telling me Utah State's not going to be up on UConn by two touchdowns after the first half, then we lose the bet, but... We're not going to lose the bet. Um, I'm fucking with you. This is the boss cock lock, this of, is of, the lock of this week zero. Listen, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple things at you right now. The UConn defensive coordinator... He's already quit. He quit he the team. He fucking quit. He's gone already. Taquan Robertson, he's a transfer for Penn State. Do you remember this game last year? If, you, uh, if you're if you listening, Penn State was playing Iowa. Oh it was my at God. Kinnick Stadium. Oh, my God. They were up 20-3, to three, and then Sean Clifford gets hurt, and Taquan Rob- Robertson was a backup for Penn State. This dude comes in the game. And I literally, I called you. I was still living in L.A. This, this happened. I called you. I said, bro, you need to bet your life on Iowa money line. I was like, this fucking kid sucks. I did it. I did it right away. To my surprise, this kid blew chunks even more than I already knew. He couldn't fucking, he couldn't get past the 50. 
How painful was that to watch? Like, like it, I had like, Iowa. Like and the I was Penn like, State defense, talk about a Herculean effort. Like, they were still keeping Iowa in check. Like, Iowa still only wound up winning by Dude, like. Dude, Iowa shouldn't have won at all. The, they, they shouldn't. Like, they shouldn't even have won. They were just scoring field goals. But, I mean, the Penn State fucking defense was starting on like the freaking like 40, their like own 45 yard line. That's the first game that I ever wagered on that I actually felt like a sleaze bag after it. Yeah, for sure. It's like, we shouldn't, I shouldn't have hit. Like, they should have lost. Now, this Utah State team, if you remember, they actually won the Mountain West last year. Logan Bonner, he was third team Mountain West. Dude, they're gross. He's back. They did lose a lot of guys at graduation, but they also cleaned up in the portal. On the defense alone, they have an expected five starters from Power 5 teams, including two alone from Michigan. And also, one more fucking reason to fade UConn. (laughs) Connecticut is the only state in the union you can be sued for expressing an opinion. That's how ridiculous is that? So a, a kind of famous uh, court case that just happened there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has no fucking legs because when it goes up and, and goes past the actual dystopian state that is Yukon, uh, yeah, let's just say that guy's going to be innocent. So fuck you, Connecticut. Fuck you, Yukon. Boss Cocklock. Fuck. Boss Cocklock. Ray Allen. Fuck. Boss Cocklock. Utah State first half minus 13 and a half versus Yukon. Jim Calhoun. Fucking. Count it. You know what time it is. Yeah, I do. I do. Boom, tang, parlay. You want to serve the rock a great big piece of that boom, tang pie? Are you ready? Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. I feel the need. The need. What's the matter? You got nothing left inside? Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? I'm a pussy pirate. My name is Jack Sparrow. Take off my pants. She can see my flesh. Boom, tang your ass on out of here. I find your lack of faith disturbing. All right, Sal Baps, not a lot of people actually know this, but there are not a lot. There's a handful of books out there that you can actually bet conference winners as a fucking parlay. Can you believe that? Yeah, I do, because we should do it. So this week's Poontang Parlay, since our first week's episode, if you haven't listened to the first episode, make sure you do. That Poontang Parlay is... And if you fucking do, leave a fucking comment. Stop doing shit like that. Yeah. Like even like I said, draw a dick if you have to. Absolutely. Just, just dicks, do, just dicks or us. Dicks and five stars. Absolutely. Now, the Poontang Parlay from the first episode, it is still in effect. That is all week zero and week one. But check it. Before the season starts here, we're going to throw in here. I got a nine-bet leg here. It's all conference winners. I'm doing this on the DraftKings app. So hopefully whatever state you're in, you can uh, u- use DraftKings. I don't know of any other books. I checked literally all the books I got here in PA. This was the only one that did it. But check your local books. See if you can do it. I feel like you're going to be addicted to these new parlays you found here. You know, like... Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, check it. So we're starting off here. I'm taking Clemson at minus 130 to win the ACC. Listen, this defense, I know Venables isn't there. They're fucking nasty. UCF at plus 300 to win the American. I I think fucking Gus Malzahn actually found a a job and workspace there at UCF that works for him. I love he brought in half the Auburn fucking roster. I think they win the American. I know people are high in Houston. Baylor at plus 650. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you not giving Are you not giving Dave Aranda any respect? They are not. They chased out the quarterback who got them to the Big 12 title game. He's now at South Florida. 
Yo, fucking Baylor, I'm saying it right now, they repeat as Big 12 champions. I, I, I can't argue this. Ohio State, minus 215 to win the Big 10. I mean, honestly, like, uh, is there anybody Joke. even remotely close to Ohio State? Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, UTSA, I have winning conference USA. We talked about Joey McGuire being the, leading the cult there in Texas. Jeff Trailer is also on that Texas High School Football Co- Coaches Association. He is getting under-recruited kids in there to UTSA. I'm saying UTSA, they return their quarterback. They repeat as conference USA champions at plus 210. Fresno State, we already talked about this. They're up. They have Boise State. Over, over fucking uh, Fresno State to win the Mountain West. I'm calling horseshit. That is horseshit. Fresno State plus 240. I'm taking it. Horseshit. Utah. I mean, say no more. Plus 240 to win the Pac-12. <laughs> Alabama at minus 145 to win the SEC. That's fucking bananas that's, right there. Are you that's, are you on crack? Like, what is, what's going on, books? Why don't we just go bet that now? <laughs> yeah, just fucking we, close the laptops. I, I probably should have put my fucking... <laughs> Uh, roulette table winnings life. on that. Everything, everyone's life. And the last bet here of the nine bet leg, we have Appalachian State. I think they're going to fucking roll people in the Sun Belt this year, especially Agreed. now that Napier's gone from Louisiana Lafayette. So to recap, we have Clemson, UCF, Baylor, Ohio State, UTSA, Fresno State, Utah, Alabama, and Appalachian State as conference winners. You have to go in the book and do conference winners. But if you parlay those nine teams together... $5 pays out on DraftKings as we speak $75,338.23. I see no losses. Uh, None. Listen, I mean, None. injuries could also destroy this, no, obviously, but we, we demand that they play. We demand that they play. If you're, you listen, if you actually, if you, any college football player listens to this, which will never happen, but it might at yeah, some point. At some point. We. Own you, dude. Like, you play for us. You win us money, and then... Listen, there will be a making bread and buttering hose yes. NIL deal, and you will literally be at our bidding. Yes. And you will be put on T-shirts. We will take care of you. Just cover for me, and we will rep you. And any fucking SoundCloud mixtape or whatever bullshit you want to give us. Exactly. We'll play it on the air. Salbaps, I think that does it for this special week zero episode. Do you have any final words here for our uh, faith faithful fifty listeners that we have? It's here, dude. It's here. This shit starts this weekend. It's it's time. Like we're here now. Let's get this shit going. Put your bets in. Load up your account. You got a couple more days, and and we got football for a long time. Long time. It's going to be a great season if long time. If my luck today at the roulette table is any indicator, we are literally going to make these casinos across the Northeast region fucking. We we're going to be banned. That's a badge of honor, though. I mean, I feel like that would get you pussy, though. Like, hey, I'm banned from this casino from winning too much money. <laughs> that's should. a pretty balling thing I mean, to say. To. It, like, let's keep it 2005 here for a minute. Yeah. That's the most balling <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> to get kicked, you're banned from a casino because you won too much. Yeah. I agree. Listen, say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food, and make that bread and butter them hoes.